Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth, shifting you into higher consciousness, a show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, interviews with inspiring guests, experts, and celebrities, intuitive readings, channeled messages, mental health awareness, and hot topics to expand your awareness. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. It's Kim and Eden. Hi, Eden. Hi, Kim. Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode. How are you, Kim? I'm good. So it's it's interesting. We're going to be doing a series of some different type of podcasts. We yeah. compiled, we, we researched, and with the help of Skylar, we researched and compiled lots of topics and ideas of what people want and are listening to and what helps people, things like that. And so the next several shows are going to be that. And so the other day when I was talking to Eden, the way we came up with this one for today is I am going to be on Susie Sandoval's podcast. And she's like, oh, I want you to talk about years. I mean, years ago when I was a photo double stand in on 90210. And I also did some extra work on the show. And um, she said, Wait, you got to say you maybe there's new listeners that don't know. Oh, the old 90210. No, no, oh. what I was going to say is who you stood in for, which I'm oh, sure is pretty obvious, but Tori Spelling, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just figured you'd know. But <laughs> she said it was interesting because Susie said, you know, 90210 back then and some of the shows, you know, since then have really shaped who I am like it helped her because she had a traumatic childhood and so she would watch that for kind of like reaffirmation of like oh I am on the right path I'm normal you know I'm not crazy or whatever and so she's asking me all these questions and it led into a discussion of shows and watching some shows now you see the parents on the shows not relating to their kids and being just very different and I hear that and have seen that as well. I don't know about you, Eden, um, yeah. where where I feel like there's a big disconnect nowadays between, maybe always, between not everyone, but many moms, dads, and kids. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> we, we wanted to go into that because I think that even if you're not a parent, you know somebody who's a teen, a kid, you know somebody else who's a parent just to relate to other people better. And if you are a parent, I think why not, you know, work on becoming an even more conscious, you know, empathetic parent, right? Yeah. And uh, just to circle back, it definitely is not just now. It has been going on for, you know, I think always, always. And I think now maybe parents are getting to be a little bit more conscious of things, but, you know, hopefully this episode is going to help even more. Right. right. We all have a lot to learn. Right. And and nobody's perfect. And I'm not perfect. I mean, throughout all the different years of studying different things, I've learned a lot. And so that's helped me be a better parent. And I think, too, I think the disconnect also now compared to maybe longer ago is that people from our generation and even a little bit after our generation did not have social media. Right. And now Big difference. Kids are growing up with total crazy amounts of channels and social media and YouTube and TikTok and yeah. 
you know, um, and it can be good, but it also can be detrimental depending on what they're using it for and what they're, you know, viewing on there. And, you know, also what the parents are using social media for, because <laughs> it's not just the kids. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the parents need to focus. We all need to focus on our mental health and self-care so we can be there for our kids, because otherwise we're not able to completely. And I think that like what I see, because I and some people might not agree with me, but what has worked for me with my girls is I, I am their friend. I believe that that is fine. I'm totally their friend, but I'm also their mentor. There's someone to go to advice for. I can be strict when I need to, and they respect me. And I think that what has helped me be that way is I am very empathetic and I can put myself right back to where I was at their age and understand where they're coming from. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think also along with being the friend is like, like you kind of said it, but like being, making sure that you are a safe space for them to tell you anything. Yes. To tell you anything and to not have the expectation that they're supposed to be a certain way. Okay. Well, there's that too, because yeah. <laughs> um, my parents did not do that to me. They just kind of like, let me do what I wanted, um, which actually can be a detriment because then it kind of seemed like they didn't give a shit. They didn't care, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I know they cared, but uh, I guess there's sort of maybe like a happy medium there to just, be a guide but not control not to, right. to tell them they have to do you know follow in my footsteps I actually had this conversation with my girls recently because I was a cheerleader in high school I wanted two girls and I wanted them to both be cheerleaders <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't want that they followed in their father's footsteps and they played soccer but mm -hmm. I I never tried to force them to do anything they didn't want to do um, as far as like, you know, when they were little and, but there's something that I learned that's so important. I learned it when they were very young. Um, and, and it was called at the time, something like pulling them off their path. Don't pull a child off of their path, um, which is, it could be anything. It could be when they're learning to crawl and they're about to bump into something um, you're not supposed to pull them off that path because then they'll learn how to self-correct, you know, mm -hmm. and that, that goes along with, you know, as they grow too, to learn, let them make mistakes and let them, let them fall sometimes as long as they're not in danger. That were, that was like That's... one of my biggest rules. Yeah. I was about to ask that because, you know, there are circumstances where you're worried for their well-being. There's... Safety or you know, yeah, life. yeah, yeah. Of course, but I think it goes along with letting them have a voice, letting them have their own opinion. Um, it it's there's a fine line, of course, but it's if I I've always guided as opposed to controlled, try to mm -hmm. control. But I'm sure along the way, my kids are hearing me right now talk, and they're probably going, "No, you controlled us." <laughs> <laughs> You've gotten better and better through the years. I have, I've learned. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think like it's, it's hard when, you know, kids are, I don't know. I think like it depends on where they're brought up. And cause there was research recently that said that the, the female, the teens that are girls, the suicide rate is going up. The mental health struggle rate is going up 
But then they found that the boys was lower, like the boys wasn't as strong as the girls. And I think that girls have more pressure. I think the girls are like uh. feeling like they have to look a certain way and be skinny or, you know, be popular. And, and I see that a lot. And then I think that what I also see is, is parents, I hear and see that parents will expect them to achieve certain things, like almost like boxes checked as yeah. well as as well as even sexual preference, things like that. And so I think some of the biggest struggles that I've heard and seen are those that are not able to talk to their parents about those things, or they feel extremely under pressure to be checking those boxes. And perfect, being perfect. Yeah. 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 Um, so I've heard a lot of people that I've worked with where the parents would complain about well, my kid's doing this and that and, you know, doing drugs or making bad choices or I don't like the, my son's girlfriend. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, um, and they always want to know, how can you help my kid? How how do you um, how do I deal with them? But one thing I think that's missing also in society now is that the parents also need to work on themselves and be a better model for the kids because um, it could be pretty hypocr hypocritical if they say do as i say but not as i do <laughs> yeah 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 because yeah. they they want their kids to to go to therapy but they don't go mm -hmm. yeah very good point yeah and i think that um that also i think a lot of parents are trying to fit the mold of what a parent should be with quotes parent you know like who decides what a parent should be are they trying to fit the mold of leave it to beaver or commercials or or like you know what the perfect parent will be instead of showing their their kids like i am just myself like i am just an imperfect i yeah. admit when i mis make mistakes mm -hmm. i don't know something and i'm not trying to be this authority figure that's perfect and then the kids can't relate to me uh, so like this high, high, okay. That, that just made me think of this two things, high standards and high expectations. Yeah. Yeah. So and I, who, yeah. who can handle that? Like every single day, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, especially if they don't have the same expectation on themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think that with so far with this discussion, I think some of the ways that we all could improve as parents are working on ourselves, mm -hmm. as well as just trying to communicate as much as we can with our kids, but in a non judgmental way where we're actually listening and saying, you know, I do want to know this, um, you know, I, I would love to start. It's harder, I think, if you haven't had that throughout and now they're teenagers and you're starting I think then you do baby steps, like little baby steps, like get them to tell you about their day. And then maybe a week later, ask them something a little bit more personal. What do you think, Eden? Yeah. And, and to add to that point, um, I get this a lot with clients where, um, and I say clients, I use that as an example, by the way, because I know I used to do this a lot, but I now know it's not my place to go and tell my friends how to parent their parents. Their right. parents. So Likewise. I am, I'm, I'm allowed, I get paid to do it with the client. So, so I, yes, my, my, um, clients come up with a lot with the fact that, um, 
they realize like we do, we work together and then they realize they see a higher perspective of the situation with their child. Um, but they don't know how to approach if suddenly they're going to shift the way they parent because they're learning a new way, um, a better and a healthier way. Um, so I've always shared with them a really good way to make that shift so that they don't, the, the child or the uh, young adult, that they still trust them or they, mm-hmm. because they might think like how all of a sudden you're just going to come up and say, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I messed up, but, but you have to, you have to act a certain way and I expect you to do this and that. So the parent will come up. I'm trying to make, make sense of this. So the parent instead goes to the child and says, Hey, I am learning a new way here. And, um, I realize I messed up in the past and I used to do this to you. And, and now I know that I, I am, I was wrong and I it just when they when they admit that they were wrong and they apologize mm-hmm. for it and they they admit that they're human they're not their their parents but they're just human and that they get to make mistakes too um that they aren't perfect they kind of bring down that you know that the the expectation that the the child thinks they're supposed to be perfect or the parent is supposed to be a perfect parent and they know everything but they don't and when they admit that they messed up and they don't know then the child feels safer in right saying how they messed up too but Mm -hmm. the parents feel like they have to they can't they can't go to the child and say that I made a mistake because otherwise I'm going to give them permission to make mistakes too but that's what life is Mm-hmm. And we're no matter how old we are, we will always make mistakes. Um, but anyway, so the parent, if they go to the child and they let them know, I realized that I was wrong when I used to tell you that uh, you can't you can't be you know, you can't go out with your friend and you have to come home by a certain time. And and I don't care if you're mad at me, but it's OK for them to d- change their mind for the parents to say, hey, I messed up. And yeah, you know, OK, so, yeah, so it makes it always helps and it always makes a child kind of like feel open, more open with the parents when they're able to just say, OK, yeah, I did mess up and it's OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that giving parents permission, that is okay to do. You're not going to mess up your kid if you admit you're wrong. And I make it a point to to say when I'm wrong. So they see like, oh, it's okay for us to be wrong too. Um, I think we we should mention too, like my, you have quite a background with all of this. And my my background with all of this is my, my, my degree is communication, but my teaching credentials are all in educational psychology. And so I worked with kids for years, special education and behaviors, and then also um, life coaching. And then Eden, you've had all kinds of parenting studies. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I went for about five years. I was involved with a group, a parenting uh, group, and um, uh, I was teaching with them. Yeah, for for a while. So some of their theories were absolutely amazing um, that I applied to my girls and. Th- the girls are amazing now, like yours are. And <laughs> I must have done something right. Cause look at that. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, they, they taught me a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think also like I, I am blessed and I know you are too. Like our kids tell us stuff, like our kids come to us and tell us stuff that 
most kids wouldn't normally tell their parents. And I think it's having that balance of trust and, and, you know, being imperfect and empathizing and listening to them and not judging. Yes. I think it starts with us. It starts with the way that we, what, you know, what we put out so that they feel like, okay, they're, we're all just human beings. Right. So what would you suggest? Like, I, I'm curious your opinion, like if there was a teen or a kid who was regularly rebelling and, you know, maybe it's because of a divorce, maybe it's because of um, one parent passed away. It could be, or it could just be like some sort of depression or disconnect, but the parent is just flustered and like doesn't know what to do about it and is just getting angry constantly and maybe they're rebelling by you know sneaking out at night or smoking pot or something like that so what would you what would you suggest for the parent oh they gotta dig deep (laughs) ask them what is making you feel like you want to do something behind my back um no matter what the action is i believe that there's always a a root cause Um, something that they don't want to feel or they want to even just feel like they they fit in with their friends but there's always something for them that's underlying and instead of the parent finding out what the child is doing and then they punish the child for it um, I mean maybe I always say the uh, the consequence should match the punishment Um, so that is still, you know, up to them, obviously, what if they want to punish. Um, But at the same time, to stop the behavior, it's really to ask, why are you behaving this way? What's going on underneath that? Because a lot of times, the child will just get in trouble or yelled at or, you know, tell them to stop talking, stop crying. Um, But that's them expressing themselves. And that's the only way they know how to express themselves. And when they sneak out at night, that's the self expression. Mm -hmm. So so why? Why are they expressing themselves? Why are they choosing to express themselves in a negative way? Get curious with, you know, your kid, get to know them. And then that's why the safe space is so important. So the child feels comfortable with saying what they feel. But there's another key point here, which is the child may not even recognize that they are feeling some negative emotions. They just know, I just got to get out, but they don't know why. But it's so important to teach them early on because it'll turn into them doing this all their lives if they don't heal it now um, or or not even heal. It's, it's heal, but it's also be able to self-reflect, like recognize when they have a certain emotion that causes a negative reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, to do that now so it doesn't blow up and get bigger and bigger as they get older um and it'll affect their relationships and everything and their jobs and their school and yeah so it's just all about why is this child acting out why am i not able to discipline them listen to your child they are smart and they they are going to be able to articulate it if you share with them okay because you seem like you're mad you seem like you're scared or hurt um and then they'll be able to match the feeling with the word with, so they'll have a better understanding, but we have to start really, really young. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think if it's, if you're in a place where you feel really lost about what to do, you know, there's, there's definitely like specific coaching or counseling for parents, you know, when, when they're not sure of what to do with their kids. 
And sometimes it might be just getting them to go to one therapy session. And maybe for the, the first few, if they, if they agree to go, they'll be kind of closed off, but then they might start to open up, especially if they're doing therapy on their own and then the parents doing it separately. Um, but I've found that also different kinds of therapy, like I know somebody going to the, the horse therapy, the queen, equine therapy, and mm. that's helping them get out their emotions. And so there yeah. are so many different ways. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think I should add too, when, like you just said that the parents working on themselves, again, that's such a big part of this too, is also when you're trying to uh, ask the child what they're feeling deep down, what are they covering up with their acting out? Um, ask the parent needs to also, or I advise the parent to ask themselves, what am I doing to cause this child to not feel like they can come to me and tell me how they feel? Um, or what am I doing to cause this behavior? Why do they want to hide from me? Why do they want to run away? Yeah. 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 And I just, I was getting something intuitively, like even if let's say you're in a place where your teen or child doesn't want to talk, they just won't open up. Then I would try writing them a letter and then asking them, Hey, just write me back three sentences and start with that. Like, I want you to write me back three sentences about how you're feeling and see if they'll at least do that and just do it that way like baby steps of getting them to open up and communicate because a lot of times the communication has shut down because of fear that the child or teen is in fear or lack of trust for some reason and they feel like if maybe they feel that if they let out their feelings they're going to get hurt even more so it's safer to keep them in which leads to unfortunately you know the sad unfortunate result of something like this when we don't talk to our kids enough we don't communicate and um is what i see too much in my work is i'll get a teenager that comes through who died from an overdose or from from yes taking their own lives and and it's the simplest thing when they come through they are able to articulate at that point exactly what went on in their lives to lead up to that and we want yep. to be able to get to the kids before that happens. Yeah. You know, what's, what's been really great is um, speaking of TV shows is there's a show on Netflix and I don't think you've seen it yet, Eden, but there's a show called 13 reasons why and Selena Gomez produced it and it's pretty heavy to watch it, but it, it, I'm like halfway through and it really steps you inside the minds of these kids, what they're going through nowadays. And like it even, helps you see perspectives of somebody like who, you know, was about to shoot up a school, the perspective of someone who raped someone and then, you know, someone who killed themselves and took their own life. And I think that it helps you as a parent or even just as someone in society to understand mental health better. Yep. That's, that's it. That's like the formula. That's, <laughs> it's pretty simple. It is, but we, we have, there's so many of us who are parents who are not comfortable with our own emotions. Yeah. So yeah. we keep repeating it, repeating the, the pattern. Of- so I think, you know, the first step for parents to break the pattern is, is set up a therapy session or set up a session with one of us or, you know, an emotion clearing meditation with someone or just whatever, just something to start, you know, like, oh, I did something this week to better myself and heal myself. And then you're going to be even better for your kids. Yep. So there you go. 
<laughs> yes. All right. Well, we would love your feedback on all of this. And if you have any questions, you're always free to message us on our talkpurposeandtruth.com website. And we will see you and hear you on the next episode. And wait, we want to shout out to your life coach course. Oh, yes. <laughs> So if you want to become a certified life coach, which is great because you could use it for parenting, you could use it for, you know, anything related to helping people overcome things and heal things. To find out more, just go to lessonsfromconfidence.com forward slash certification. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talk Purpose and Truth podcast. Find out more at talkpurposeandtruth.com. And follow us at Talk Purpose Truth on Instagram and Facebook. <laughs>